Blog Talk Radio. This is a post time with Mike and Mike production. Wiglet, Jiglet, what a race! Always be Mickey on the outside. Always be Mickey! They're off and it is on! And betting line has taken the lead. Choo choo! Boom! You're tuned in to Harness Racing's fastest 90 minutes post-time with Mike and Mike, with co-host Mike Carter. Believe in the spirit? Do you believe in miracles? And Mike Bozen. Smoking Gun, Shaman Hall, production Smoking Gun is flying. Here comes Smoking Gun. I don't know! That just happened! That just happened! You know, did, how, how big in the vials did you have to find, do to find that race call of yours? I, that sounded about, what, 10, 15 years old? Yeah, YouTube's a wonderful thing. <laughs> I heard that. Actually, it seems like it's about 25 or 30 years older, the way I've been waking up in the morning and feeling the, the uh, aches and pains of an old man. Well, you're popping like packing peanuts, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, man, we've got a fantastic show lined up. We have an exclusive interview with Marty Reinheimer. We're going to get an update on Freaky Feet Pete, who sustained an injury uh, just after the Dayton Pacing Derby last year, won by Wiggle and Jiggle and over Always Be Mickey. We're going to find out how the freaky one is doing, Mike Bozich, uh, here in just a couple of minutes. Yeah, Marty Reinheimer so graciously agreed to join us here on this edition, this brand new timed edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike as uh, we're getting into our winter month. So we decided to uh, start in the afternoon at 1 o'clock. We put a fan poll out there on Twitter, and the fans have spoken. But Marty Reinheimer will be joining us. He's been uh, giving some good updates uh, in the Reinheimer family on Freaky Feet Pete throughout social media, through Facebook and uh, Twitter. So uh, hopefully we'll get some new information from Marty about the Freaky Feet Pete and his return. Plus, we had a chance to catch up with one of my uh, good friends, Mike, from uh, back in the Michigan days, Dan O'Mara, of course. His father, Frank O'Mara, passed away at the age of 84 back in uh, back on January 4th. Frank, a legendary horseman. We're uh, going to hear from Dan about the contributions that his father made to the sport. Plus, it's our good buddy, Gabe Pruitt. You know, we can't ever show without our good buddy, Gabe Pruitt, joining us. And a uh, very special interview, Mike, with the racing marketing manager, the Downs and Mohegan Sun Pocono, Jennifer Starr. It's always good, Mike to try to get into the minds of the people that are in charge of marketing our business. And Jen's got a lot of great ideas. So we went in depth with her about some of the marketing initiatives that uh, not only Pocono is doing, but some of her ideas as well. So that's coming up towards the bottom of the hour, Mike. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it'll be interesting to have her on real quick, a uh, real uh, kind of a somber note. We talked a little bit last week uh, about Troy, uh, Troy boring. And, you know, we were, we had talked about, you know, how he was really sick. Unfortunately, he passed away uh, this week. So our thoughts, our prayers go out to the family of Troy boring as well, who uh, we memorialized at Northfield park last night. Yeah, that was a great uh, memorial that you guys had. Uh, Ayers Ratliff and all the horsemen did a fantastic job. You guys did a great job honoring not only uh, the life of Troy Boring, but uh, uh, Joe Adamski as well as, or rather John Adamski, as well as um, Bob Ernstelson as well. It's Joe, right? right? Yeah, it's Joe Adamski. Yep. No, that's what I thought, Joe Adamski. So, but uh, hats off to you guys for uh, honoring those great horsemen, Mike. I thought that was uh, a pretty fantastic thing. Well, we've got uh, our good friend Marty Reinheimer on deck. We're going to hear about the comeback of Freaky Feet Pete and uh, his off-season training when we return. That's up next on the flip side of this timeout at a post-time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Hey, I'm Chantel Sutherland-Cruz and want to tell you all about BetAmerica.com. It's the coolest place to bet on horse racing on over 200 racetracks from America and around the world. New players receive a 100% bonus 
on your first deposit up to $300. That's the best sign-up bonus available today. It's time to play the Bet America way. Friends of Maryland Standard Breads is an industry support group focused on promoting harness racing in Maryland. Friends of Maryland Standard Breads works hand-in-hand with charities involving children and horses, such as the Harness Horse Youth Foundation. Friends of Maryland Standard Breads is actively involved with organizations such as the Maryland Horse Council and the Maryland Horse Industry Board, working together to promote the horse industry in Maryland. Follow Friends of Maryland Standard Breads on Twitter and like them on Facebook. racetrack in 2017. They matched the halftime of the world record the previous race. And the battle is on, round three. Regula Jigginets, Freaky Pete Peets, slowly moving up alongside as they come to the 16th pole. Regula Jigginets roll out, Freaky Pete Peets to the outside. Final 60 to go, Regula Jigginets, Freaky Pete Peets surging, and Pete will win in 149 and 3. It's Freaky Pete Peets to win the Monument Circle. Racetrack in 2017. Freaky Feet Pete is closing a ton on the outside. Lost for words needs the line. Freaky Feet Pete on the far outside gets airborne late for T-Trick, and it's Freaky Feet Pete to win the Breeders' Crown in the final stride. Back on post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter, and that is absolutely true. Coming soon to a racetrack near you in 2017, it's the return of Freaky Feet Pete. Right now, we're joined by Marty Reinheimer of Team Freaky Feet Pete. What's up, my friend? How are you guys doing? We're doing fantastic, uh, but we're going to uh, obviously get the latest update on Freaky Feet Pete from you guys. have done a great job with social media kind of uh, uh, building to the hype uh, of the comeback that obviously all of us harness racing fans can't wait to see. But uh, let's turn the clock back uh, to the end of 2016 where you had to shut Peaky Pete, uh, Freaky Feet Pete down uh, due to that injury. Tell us uh, about that injury and that time and what went into the decision to uh, shut him down at that point. Well, he... Uh... Uh, he raced well in Dayton in his last start, but something just wasn't quite right. And uh, we had a vet come out the next week and found out he had a broken splint bone, which had gotten into a suspensory. So he had a partial tear in the suspensory, and so there was really no questions about whether to shut him down or not. That's right, and uh, so you shut him down a little bit, obviously a little bit of rest uh, over kind of like uh, the mid part of December towards Christmas, but now we are starting to see on social media uh, kind of the the comeback, the training regimen of Freaky Feet Pete. Tell us a little bit about that training regimen and what you guys are uh, doing to kind of build the strength back. Well, we uh, I have actually sent him down to Trace Tietrich, his regular driver, and – the facility he's at has a treadmill, a water treadmill, and we uh, started him out on that to, to build the strength. He's been had stall rest for quite a while, so we're just trying to build the strength in his other joints besides the one that we had a problem with and get him ready to roll. We're going to start jogging him just a little bit every other day in the water treadmill and just a slow process of bringing him back and getting some miles and getting the strength build up. Party going ahead to 2017. Uh, what is the kind of game plan uh, for Freaky Feed Pete once he gets back into uh, his training regimen? Are you going to kind of see how things go at Hoosier Park and kind of go from there? Well, our, our schedule 
I guess we haven't really discussed it, but I think we're kind of going along the model we did last year with the Ben Franklin and some of the races out east. Uh, the Red Mile, that was our, that was Dad's big goal. So that that is a big goal for this year, and also the Breeders' Crown and at Hoosier. So. Marty Reinheimer joining us, uh, part owner, trainer, of Freaky Free Pete. Marty, uh, do we have a, a, a return date set in stone where we can see uh, him in action uh, for the very first time? I I really can't give you a return date at this point. We're uh, we're gonna at 30 days. Our vet will be coming back and we'll assess the situation, make sure everything's all right with the splint bone, and we'll have a better idea where we're going from there. All right, and the uh, family getting along all right. Yeah, everyone's doing good. We got mom sent down to Florida, so she's in the sunshine and warmth. All right. Well, Marty, listen, we really appreciate you joining us, my friend. Best of luck to Freaky Feet, Pete. I know uh, we on this program are going to keep a very close eye, and and, uh, obviously you can follow, uh, uh, I think, uh, well, the Reinheimer family on social media, Facebook and Twitter, and Freaky Feet Pete. He's got a Facebook page, so everybody's uh, certainly welcome to follow that. and keep track of uh, his comeback and uh, all of his training regimen. I'll tell you, it's it's very interesting to watch where you see him go through the treadmill and all that, uh, you know, kind of stuff. It's, I don't think a lot, of, a lot of people, especially racing fans that uh, are kind of in the gambling part of it, don't really have anything to do with the horseman part of it, realize – uh, what kind of hard work and training that it takes to to bring a horse like this back. And I think it's given the racing fans a, a real good perspective. So Freaky Feet Pete has got a Facebook page. Make sure you follow it. Marty, we appreciate you joining us, my friend. We'll stay in touch with you. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. All right, that was Marty Reinheimer and Mike. They are doing just a tremendous job on social media and, of course, uh, you know, being on our program and everything to try to keep the public up to date on the return of uh, a horse that – really, uh, I think, is going to put together a solid 2017 coming off that injury. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what he does in his uh, first qualifier. You know, it'll be interesting to see if, Mike, if they do kind of like what Jimmy Tactor did with Always Be Mickey coming back from uh, coming back from his injury with Always Be Mickey, Jimmy Tactor put uh, Always Be Mickey on the red mile and won a qualifier in 47. I don't think they'll go that fast, but it'll be interesting to see uh, what they do and how they bring him back. Plenty left to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America on this brand new time of 1 o'clock. We've got uh, Dan O'Mara waiting in the wings. He's going to talk about his dad, Frank, who passed away in Jan- on January 4th at the age of 84, some of the contributions that Frank has made to this industry. Plus, we had a chance to sit down with the racing marketing manager at Pocono Downs, Jennifer Starr. We had a chance to uh, talk to her a little bit about this, some of their marketing initiatives and some of her ideas uh, to uh, help uh, bring the sport back a little bit. Plus, our good friend Gabe Pruitt. It's our ongoing series with Pompano Park. Still lots to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Embroidery Unlimited is a premier provider of quality embroidery, screen printing, and promotional products. Our commitment to quality and pride in our work is second to none. We focus on quality and customer service. For all of your stable or business needs, Embroidery Unlimited is the number one provider in harness racing. Give Jim Winsky a call at 508-485-5522. That's 508-485-5522. Or visit them on the internet at EmbroideryUNL.com. That's EmbroideryUNL.com. Embroidery Unlimited. The New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program places retired racehorses into approved monitored homes and transitions them into second careers. New Vocations has placed over 350 retired standard breads the past three years. They are now accepting horses from all racetracks in the United States. New Vocations has facilities in Ohio, Kentucky, and Pennsylvania and is expanding to New York. To learn more, visit newvocations.org and on Facebook at New Vocations. Racehorse Adoption Program. We're back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich along with Mike Carter. And right now, we're joined by Dan O'Mara, Frank O'Mara's son, of course, Frank, a longtime horseman. 
especially in the Michigan area. Legendary horseman passed away at the age of uh, 84. Uh, Dan, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Uh, talk a little bit about your dad. Obviously, on behalf of all of us here at Post Time with Mike and Mike and, and our families, uh, our condolences out to you, sir. Thank you. Dan, tell us a little bit about the early days. Uh, how was it growing up the son of uh, of one Frank O'Mara? Oh, yeah. You got up and you went to work at the barn every morning. Yeah, it's, there wasn't much school. <laughs> he, was, he had us up at 6 o'clock every day. So, that's you know, we learned the horse business early. Tell us about some of the great horses, Dan, that uh, that your father had. Yes, there's, there's so many uh, on and off, you know. He, he always had a one or two state champion trotters, especially in Michigan and, uh, and uh, at Mystic Park uh, and raced him in Hamiltonian and went a lot of the big races. Uh, had another good one called Armour Elvis that everybody forgets about. He died uh, in a race. He looked like one of the best two-year-olds in the country. Jeez, uh, he's... My brother and him had Timely's Best Man, worked them together. Was, uh, he was around when we had Jake Lobel. Uh, my brother mostly had Jake, but Dad was always there in the back helping. So Dan, there's a lot of been a nice, lot of nice horses. Dan, tell us about some of the uh, some of your memorable moments with your dad. Oh, jeez, I don't know. There's so many. Uh, you don't know where to start. Uh, we were in Italy. We, we went around over there. He knew everybody over there. Uh, just, you know, it was, it was, it was different being around him because everybody knew him, you know, everybody liked him. He was never, you know, said a bad word about too many people. Uh, I don't know what else to say. Dan, what did, uh, what did your dad like to do away from the, uh, do, uh, away from the racetrack? Did he have any kind of hobbies, any kind of likes, or was it pretty much, uh, 24 seven horses? No, he 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 liked fishing all the time. We we always went somewhere. We had we got a boat and uh, I got the boat now. Um, but uh, yeah, we we do a lot of fishing, especially down here in Florida in the winter. Now, of course, Dan, you also drive and train your own horses. What would you say um, would be the some of the biggest takeaways? Some of the things that you've learned uh, about being a horseman from from your dad. Mostly about training the babies, you know. We learn how to get the babies ready, you know. Take the time with them, and he never hurried them. He was uh, he was good at preparing horses, you know. He could get them young ones to get them treated and stuff, pretty good. And Dad worked on that horse as a two-year-old. He'd come back and win the Hamiltonian for Purr. That's how Dad got to go to Italy and Europe because uh, Purr paid for his trip over there. And of course, uh, and of course, you're talking about Per Henriksen, uh, another longtime horseman. Yeah, he, he got a, a free trip to the Elite Lop, and then that's how Dad and I ended up in Italy training horses for a few years. Frank, what are, or, excuse me, Dan, what are uh, some of the things that people may not know uh, about your father that uh, that maybe they should? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Everybody that knew him. Pretty much knew about it, you know. He'd, he'd help anybody if if you had a problem with the horse. He he usually could fix it. He could do a lot of things these vets can't do. Well, Dan, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us once again. Condolences uh, on behalf of all of us here at Post Time with Mike and Mike uh, to uh, the friends and family of uh, Frank O'Mara. Certainly a guy that will be missed and uh, one of the legendary horsemen of our time, Dan. Well, thank you. Mystic Park still has a length advantage. Jin missed the outside second. Incredible Neville on the rail third. Little League up on the outside fourth. Messerschmitt on the rail fifth. Three quarters. One, thirty-three and three. Around the far turn. Mystic Park on top by a little more than length. Incredible Neville on the rail second. Jin missed the outside third. Messerschmitt moving up on the inside fourth. Little League the far outside fifth. Kingfish sixth. They come towards the top of the stretch. Mystic Park is going away by two lengths. Incredible Neville is off stride. Mystic Park in front by three with Messerschmitt second. That's Mystic Park in front. Here's the finish. Number two, Mystic Park, an easy winner by about three lengths.
Here at The Stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The Stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. At The Stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. Visit thestable.ca or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. It's thestable.ca. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a disqualification. It doesn't get much worse than picking a winner that ends up being disqualified after the race. What if you could eliminate the stress of sweating out a steward's inquiry? At BetAmerica, we're here to help. Introducing Inquiry Relief. Any winners of a graded stakes race will get paid out even if they are disqualified after a steward's inquiry. Check BetAmerica.com for details and side effects. Get the relief you deserve with Inquiry Relief only at BetAmerica.com. Friends of Maryland Standard Breads is an industry support group focused on promoting harness racing in Maryland. Friends of Maryland Standard Breads works hand-in-hand with charities involving children and horses, such as the Harness Horse Youth Foundation. Friends of Maryland Standard Breads is actively involved with organizations such as the Maryland Horse Council and the Maryland Horse Industry Board, working together to promote the horse industry in Maryland. Follow Friends of Maryland Standard Breads on Twitter and like them on Facebook. We're back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter, and uh, you're not hearing things. It's, it is the afternoon. It's not 7 o'clock at night Eastern time. Uh, of course, for the next, uh, I would say, probably two, maybe two and a half months, Mike, we're going to be on this uh, time uh, at 1 o'clock Eastern. So it's kind of uh, the winter months. I know we did it last year uh, when I was calling it Hawthorne, and we kind of did it out of necessity as opposed to uh, luxury. But uh, it certainly worked out there, Mike. Uh, we saw a good uptick in numbers, and we decided to uh, do it once again here in the winter. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. We wanted to listen to the people who uh, who listen to the show. And after reviewing our numbers from last year, we ran a small little poll. We didn't get the uh, sort of responses that we would have expected. Uh, we only got about 24 of them. But, you know, looking at our numbers from last year, we just kind of had to go with uh, – you know, we just kind of had to go with our gut and see, you know, what would happen. And we're, uh, we're surely thankful that, uh, you know, that everybody uh, really liked the one o'clock post time. This program's just getting started. Jennifer stars in the on deck circle. She's the racing marketing manager at Pocono. We're going to hear from her in just a moment. Plus it's our ongoing series with Pompano park. Gabe Pruitt will talk to us a little bit about the uh, action going on down there. Harness racing's winter capital. But uh, before that, Mike, I did want to bring it back before we sent it, before we send it to Jennifer star, because uh, we have something that is pretty big in the works and we should have an announcement uh, about this and of course we're going to keep everybody in suspense we don't want to tip our hand but we should have an announcement about this in the next couple of days so you're going to want to stay tuned to our website post time with mike and mike.com perhaps more importantly follow us on social media like us on facebook follow us on twitter because if we can put this together mike and uh, we're very very close this is going to be something that is going to be unprecedented uh, probably done mike for the for the first time ever certainly in this industry so you're going to want to stick around mike uh, you know what i'm talking about right yeah, it took me a minute to figure it out, but I, I now know I now know what you're talking about. But uh, listen, I thought I was gonna have to call our uh, call our friend Jennifer Otten there first. I mean, Jessica Otten. Jeez Louise, we can't still can't get it right. Jeez Louise, man, oh man. But yeah, no, I know exactly. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, well, listen. If it's trend setting in the industry, then you, it would probably be a good idea if the co-host of the show knew what the heck I was talking about. But uh, no, that is coming up. So keep an eye on Facebook, on Twitter, because a big announcement is uh, probably coming up. Plus, we're going to uh, be announcing our um, remote schedule in the not too distant future, Mike. We've got some things lined up. We've got some things we're working on. But it uh, certainly one thing that we can promise you, Mike, is our remote schedule will be certainly a lot busier this year than it's been like, than it was last year. 
Yeah, it was. Uh, it's going to be a blockbuster schedule. We've already got a couple of things in the works, and uh, it's actually kind of taken off a little bit quicker than uh, I expected it to. But hey, listen, man, if uh, you know, we're going to try to do probably. I think we we've got about eight of these that we want to at least try to do, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Our good friend uh, Jeff Scott is going to join us in a couple of areas. The Garnett Barnesville will be there with us a couple of spots, so it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, it certainly will be. And maybe you've noticed a little bit of a, a facelift on the show here. We're going to uh, kind of change things around a little bit uh, just to freshen things up. We've got a brand new open, a brand new clothes, some uh, brand new bumper music. So a little bit of a facelift, uh, nothing too severe, but just a little bit of a facelift uh, here for the post time with Mike and Mike experience. Well, without further ado, Jennifer Starr is coming up. She's in the on deck circle. We're going to take a very short timeout. And when we come back, we're going to talk to her on post time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. The New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program places retired racehorses into approved monitored homes and transitions them into second careers. New Vocations has placed over 350 retired standard breads the past three years. They are now accepting horses from all racetracks in the United States. New Vocations has facilities in Ohio, Kentucky, and Pennsylvania and is expanding to New York. To learn more, visit newvocations.org and on Facebook at New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program. We're back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter, and right now, we're joined by the marketing director at Pocono Downs, Mohegan Sun at Pocono, Jen Starr. Jen, we certainly appreciate you joining us here today. Thanks so much for having me. Jen, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, where are you from, you know, the early days, maybe how you got involved in the sport of harness racing? I'm originally from the Scranton area, from Taylor, Pennsylvania, so I'm a local girl, and I've been around forever. And actually, I've been a fan forever of harness racing and horse racing. And I used to spend my days in between when I was in radio. I was a radio DJ for years, coming over and hanging out at the track, watching races and, you know, just hanging out. And that's kind of what I've been doing is being a fan for years and years and years. And then when my radio career actually folded, which was, you know, which happens with the career, I was waiting patiently for something to open up at Pocono, and I was lucky enough to get this terrific job as marketing and PR, and that was in 2011, and I've been here ever since. Tell us about some of your radio days. What uh, responsibilities did you have in radio? I worked just about every shift in radio, known to man. I worked overnights. I actually babysat and ran syndicated shows to start out. I interned to start out and, you know, at, at little stations that actually, and this is aging me a little bit, but we actually had vinyl at times. So I don't even want to tell you how old I am, but that's how long ago I started. But I mean, I started from the ground up. I worked overnights. I did fill-in weekends. I did just about every shift, worked myself up to middays and afternoon drive, and then was lucky enough to land a plum morning drive gig with the co-host. And instead of just being a, a male personality with a female co-host, we were equal billing on the show, and it worked. And we did it together for eight years, and that was my most recent gig, Mornings with Jen and AJ. And, you know, it's kind of unheard of in the radio business to have the woman's name come first in a morning show. But we really had a great time. We had terrific ratings, a lot of fun, a lot of great guests. And surprisingly, we covered everything, including horse racing, in our show. And it, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Do you ever find that some of that experience in radio kind of uh, helps you out in uh, what your current role is today with Pocono? It totally helps me out. Being in the public, working with the public, meeting the public is really important because you, you develop the, the skills that have you deal with the public and, mm -hmm. and have fun and be confident and, you know, dealing with guests and going to racetracks and meeting people. And I mean, I'm more outgoing, I think, because of my job in radio. It's just, it, it, the background is terrific. And, you know, of, of course, being in radio also helps with 
just, you know, doing releases and doing marketing and knowing what the public wants. So, yeah, definitely. It was it was a big, big stepping stone to where I am today. Visiting with Jen Starr from Pocono. Jen, growing up uh, as a fan of the sport, what would you say was the biggest attribute of the sport of horse racing that kind of hooked you, that made you want to be a fan? You know, years ago when I first started watching it, I was terrified of horses, and I would never go near a horse, and I would even go to tracks, and I would stand at the rail, and I would be so scared, and I remember meeting some people that said, you know, they're they're not intimidating, and there was actually a few guys that took me backside and got me to meet some horses, and that turned me right around from the sport, and to this day, I try to tell fans, you know, have you ever gone to see the backside or the paddock area? And have you ever seen horses? And I try to get them to see them. And I think that helps a lot with fans. And that turned me right around. So I think seeing them up close is is really a big plus in the sport. Tell us about, uh, and either either it could be as a fan, of course you're still a fan, but uh, and we all are, um, but it could either be as a fan or in your current position at Pocono. Tell us about some of your memorable experiences in the sport of harness racing. I've seen a lot of terrific races. I've seen a lot of terrific events at racetracks. There are so many memorable occasions that I could count. I don't know if I could limit it down to just a few, but I mean, if you were to ask me favorite races, oh man, I, I'd have to try to list them, but I'd have to say that my most memorable occasions that I've had at racetracks is meeting people, meeting people in the business and meeting fans. I find that when you go to a track it's a very bonding experience. You may go in there by yourself and you'll meet people that you've never met before and you find yourself standing with them and cheering along with them and just it's some sort of a camaraderie that I've never experienced in any other field. It's just so much fun. And I always relay that to people. It's such a bonding experience, and it's so much fun to be at a racetrack. I have to count that as one of my most memorable memorable things about racing is it's a camaraderie. It's a bonding experience to go to a track and meet new people. Jen, tell us about your current role at Pocono. I do the marketing and the PR for the racetrack. Uh, I handle just about everything that when we're, you know, publicizing the racetrack with uh, what we're going to, what kind of events we're going to have, what kind of giveaways we're going to have, the monthly newsletter that goes out to our racing guests, anything like that, uh, any promotions that we have. I work with our vice president of racing, Dale Rapson, and we sit down and we figure out, you know, what we'll do in the future, what kind of events to get fans in. It's a lot of responsibility. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of try one thing, and if it doesn't work, move on to the next thing. It's a lot of bring events back and promotions back that work, that fans like. It's just a lot of fun to try new things also, and it's it's very rewarding when you do a promotion or event and you see the crowds that you get and the smiling faces and you see the success, and it's just a lot of fun. It's very rewarding. And that is obviously one of the challenges that the sport of harness racing has had uh, over the past, uh, gosh, probably 10, 15, 20 years or more now is obviously the increased competition. Um, Jen, what are some of the marketing strategies that uh, you would like to see or that you would like to employ or have employed to uh, try to get new people involved in racing? It's very challenging, as you said, to enlist new fans into the sport. We always compete with the flash and you know the glitter of a casino they always think that it's more exciting to play a slot machine or a table game and it's it's quicker and it's an easier way to win money as opposed to watching the racetrack we try to let them know you know not only that you can win money at the track we try to let them know how much fun it is to watch a race live just a lot of things like that we try to let them know it's get your friends together 
get your family together, get a group of guys, get a group of women. You know, that's one of the things that we, that's a challenge also. It's not just a sport for guys. I go to racetracks all over. It's, it's definitely a place for women to get together. I see women dressed up. I see women getting together, having a glass of wine, standing at the rail. It's, it's a perfect get-together. So we try to market that way, market to bring your friends, uh, grab a group of guys or girls, hang out at the rail, sit outside on a summer night, watch the races, bet a few races. You know, we also have a how-to-wager guide which is challenging too. People say it's too confusing to wager. I don't know how to wager. We make sure that everybody gets one of those so that they know it's not complicated. You can make basic bets and you don't have to stand in line and and be confused. So those are just some of the things that we try to do to let everybody know it's fun. Post a lot of pictures, use social media, you know, make sure that all the, the young people know this is a fun way to spend your nights. And I think that's one of the things that the sport in general has actually done a pretty decent job at is uh, social media. You have a lot of representatives from a lot of race tracks that, uh, you know, use Twitter and Facebook to uh, update the uh, racing fans on their particular tracks going on. Um, You know, but marketing to newer people, sometimes we have to be mindful, actually all the time, we have to be mindful of some of the people that, are our current fan base, some of the people that may come twice, three times, or more per week. Do you find that is a challenge, a little bit of a juggling act to try to not only uh, to try to bring new people into the sport, but also to try to do what we can to hold on to our current fan base and please them and make them happy as well? Absolutely, because our current fan base, a lot of our regulars, as we say, some of them are older. Some of them don't use social media. So we like to make sure that they're happy as well, and we like to make sure that they are in the know of everything that's going on. And we like to tailor some promotions to them as well. So we like to do a lot of bounce back. You know, if you wager a certain amount, you get a certain amount so that these guys or, or women are taken care of as well, just to make sure that they aren't left out and they feel that since they are a regular better, they can keep coming two or three times a week or, you know, their weekends or whatever. Make sure that they feel that they are just as important as attracting new people to the sport. What would you say, Jen, is uh, some of the feedback, some of the things that you hear? And I know you're very accessible. I've filled in at Pocono for uh, Jim Baviglia on quite a few occasions calling the races. I always see out and about uh, trying to talk to the fans. What would you say has been the biggest piece of feedback or the things that you most hear uh, from patrons concerning the racetrack and what they would like to see? I think, uh, for the most part, they always like to see more giveaways, which I, I could never figure that out. You always have giveaways, but they always want more giveaways. Um, a lot of people say that they love the races, they love the big race nights, and they like to see more of the big, big stakes nights, which is, you know, you can, you know, that can be challenging. You have big stakes nights, every night can't be a big stakes night. But I think the big challenge is they always like to get something. They always want to come out and get something. I want to get something for free. I want to get another giveaway. So that might be the biggest challenge. You try to make it so that, yes, we are giving something away, but tonight we're not. But what we're doing tonight is we've got some terrific racing. We've got some great drivers here tonight. You know, our, our great, there's some great horses here tonight. Come out and watch the races. Have a good time. And then look forward to coming up in two weeks. We've got a big giveaway. So you just try to keep them as animated and as absorbed in what you're doing as possible. What's in the future? What's ahead for uh, one Jennifer Starp? Well, I'd like to hope that I'll be here for a long, long time to come. It sure is a terrific job for me. And, uh, you know, you always say that it's not a job if you look forward to coming to work every day. And I really do look forward to coming to work every day. So I just hope I'll be here for a long time and I get to see great races and get to meet great people and watch these terrific courses. I'm such a fan. And, you know, to me, they're like rock stars. Drivers, the horses, the trainers, the grooms—they're all so great to meet and so great to work with. And I just, 
I just hope that this sport is around for a long, long time, and I hope I'm here for a long, long time, too. They say if you love your job, you never work a day in your life, and I'll tell you what, I'm I'm uh, 42 years old, and I don't think I've ever worked a day in my life. Jen, we appreciate you joining us. Thank you so much. to tell you all about betamerica.com. It is the fastest growing legal, safe and secure website to place all your bets on horse racing. Bet America covers over 200 racetracks from North America, the UK and my home country, Australia. New players to Bet America receive a 100% bonus on your first deposit up to $300. That's the best sign-up bonus available today. It's time to play the Bet America way. Here at The Stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The Stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. At The Stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. Visit thestable.ca or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. It's thestable.ca. Mike, Mike Carter, alongside of Mike Bozich. And right now we've got a gentleman coming on who we talk to just about every week. And he's also a personal friend of mine, Mr. Gabe Pruitt. Gabe, how are we doing? Doing well, guys. How about uh, how about you guys? <laughs> Listen, if if I had an arc, I'd be in a lot better shape. I'd tell you that right now. <laughs> Is that right? Well, I was in Mike's in pretty good shape. I was just, uh, as I was popping on air, seems like he's never worked a day in 40-some years. Uh, things seem to be going well. <laughs> And it's 60 degrees. We're supposed to have 60-degree weather here the next couple of days. You know, Gabe, I have to tell you, I was out in California for two weeks, and it was colder than heck out there. As a matter of fact, there were some days where it was actually warmer out here on the East Coast than it was out there, and it rained about half the time. So, uh, But you know what, Gabe? Life is good. I've never worked a day in my life. <laughs> I feel the same way a lot of times, so that, that's a good thing. That's uh, what we're blessed with to be in this business, I suppose. Listen, things are kind of flip-flop this week. Normally, we're giving Gabe the hard time when he first comes on. This week, he's giving it to us. I like it. That's how we like to do things. Well, Gabe, listen, no matter how many times I try to hit that super high-five thing by myself, it, it always seems that I'm always sharing it with three or four people. This week, it was a, it was a little bit tougher uh, for the better. You know, it was. We've had a couple of scenarios um, – over the last uh, week or so where I thought, you know, there was a possibility that we could have one ticket. The good thing about um, down here, guys, I think we've uh, mentioned it before, you know, we don't handle as much money in that uh, pool as a lot of the major tracks. So it's actually much easier to have the, the one unique ticket, obviously, with less overall money in the pool. Typically, even when we have uh, a large carryover, you know, that pool gets anywhere from uh, five to twelve or $13,000 a night. Uh, so, again, it's not impossible. It's actually, uh, if you're going to play and do a jackpot pool, I, I think that would be a great spot, uh, again, because it's not impossible to have the only ticket. But uh, the carryover continued to escape, uh, even with just two or three tickets out uh, on a couple of occasions until Tuesday night, one ticket took it down, $23,000 and change. It was a 24-to-1 shot uh, that won the last uh, race, and it was a TVG customer that uh, took it down. Listen, it seems like weekly uh, this thing has been taken down, and it's you know what? It's paying good. Uh, I see in that race you had no payouts in the Superfecta, so obviously that carried over to the next race as well. You guys kind of have like we do at Northfield with that Superfecta carryover. Yeah, you know, it's nice. Um, obviously, the minimum going back up to $0.20 cents, uh, allows you to have a rare Superfecta carryover. I mean, I don't ever remember them missing a Superfecta carryover when it was a $0.10 cent minimum. But um, even though $0.20 cents is just marginally uh, higher, 
you know, occasionally they do uh, miss them, and that's why you have to really uh, pay attention night in, night out. I know you guys have that uh, same thing in Northfield, Mike, where uh, occasionally they'll miss a super factor. You have to be on your toes because uh, the carryover comes up in the next race. Fortunately for us that night, uh, it was the last race of the night, so we did have uh, some time to uh, get the information out there, and uh, um, and we did have a, a nice pool actually last night. Uh, it was in the third race, our first super fact on the card. You know, you know what's really funny about that. Last night we, uh, you know, of course you know what we were dealing with, and sure enough, somebody missed the superfecta in race five, and so, so you know what, it, it was just one of those nights. But uh, one thing I want to talk to you about, Gabe uh, and Peter Aiello, kind of mentioned to it um, uh, when he was there, is the over the hill group for eight year olds and upward. This has kind of been a popular group for you guys, and uh, Mister Revenue from Post Seven really looked sharp on Tuesday night. You know, he's won three in a row in that class, but it's actually one of my favorite uh, classes of the week, guys. We get to feel that uh, week in, week out. We just have a solid group of uh, classy, older trotters. Uh, it seems like uh, every season down here. And uh, the good thing about that group is it's so competitive. That was uh, my revenue's third consecutive win. I believe, Mike, he paid uh, something to the tune of $9 and change. So, again, that tells yeah, you how competitive the class is. Yeah, that uh, that he would pay that type of mutual again his third consecutive win of that class. We had a full field. You know, it's just a great group. Uh, and if you enjoy watching uh, these uh, racehorses week in week out, that maybe don't get a lot of the uh, headlines and publicity, that's the class for you. I mean, a lot of them have knocked off three, four hundred thousand in their careers. And again, I like the class because it's uh, it's so competitive week in week out. We usually get a full field in it, and um, and it's really cool. That's something that we've uh, been able to do the last few seasons. Now, I know we bring this horse up just about every week. Pinocchio, it says he won by three-quarters of a length. I'm pretty sure his nose is longer than the rest of everybody else's, and I, only a few people understand that joke. But, uh, you know, he, he, got win number, he got win number 50 this week uh, and uh, paid 240. And listen, the exact and the trifecta paid really well as well. You know, I think that uh, 29 of his 50 career wins have been here in 40. He's over 400,000 in his career. He's only had like 110 starts. So, I mean, if you think about that win percentage, uh, 50 out of, uh, of 110, it's just phenomenal. And he races at the open level not only when he's here in Florida, but he does it at Saratoga as well. So, really, uh, you know, it's not uh, the easiest of spots that he's uh, always finding himself in. But uh, classy horse. You know, he's won eight of nine. You know, he's just uh, terrorized the uh, open groups uh, that we've had. Uh, he's back in, in fact, Sunday night. So we have just a field of five at the top level. He hooks back up with a horse named Draken Hanover, who actually went off as the favorite over him a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Pinocchio sat on his back and uh, just romped that night, something you missed with the Draken Hanover. So it'll be interesting to see if he bounces back. Uh, should be a good matchup. We're looking forward to it on uh, Sunday. But, yes, Pinocchio continues uh, on a, a tear. He really loves this uh, racetrack. All right, Gabe. Well, uh, is there anything coming up this week uh, that maybe we, you know, betters could kind of look at? I know we had a pretty big, uh, a pretty big pick four or guarantee or guarantee pool, but a pretty big pick four pool on Sunday. Let alone. Yes, we did. We actually uh, were we're going to that twenty thousand dollar guarantee for the first time. We brought it up, I think, in the program last week. Every Sunday night, now we have a twenty thousand dollar uh, guarantee the pick four pool. Now we did so happen to have like a three thousand dollar carryover into this past Sunday, but that total pool was a north of $42,500, so a massive pool that we had on Sunday night. We look forward to uh, continuing that, um, you know, races six through nine Sundays, 12% takeout, and again, that $20,000 guarantee. If we continue to see that type of success, we'll be raising that guarantee once more. Uh, one cool thing we're going to do on Twitter, guys, that uh, should be interesting, we're actually going to give away a um, Pompano Park hat, and uh, we're going to give that away to whomever is closest to guessing the total pick four pools. So we're going to get some people involved on social media. Be looking for that on uh, Sunday afternoon. But again, uh, whoever gets closest to uh, predicting that pick four pool on Sunday night, uh, going to get a, a cool hat uh, here that we'll send out the first of the week. Now, listen, I, uh, I know that's, that's going to be a fun little contest, but it, you know, it's, it puts Mike Bozich at a disadvantage because he's only good at picking the show pool. That's you know that's that's his thing. You know, the show pool is his thing. I know he's sitting muted over on the other end, probably laughing, uh, laughing his butt off. But uh, you know, I do have to ask. I do have to uh, kind of butt in here for a second. Did you guys see where Oaklawn I think is offering some kind of show pool bonus if you make a show wager on track? No, I did not. Yeah. You, 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 I'm going to get out there and then take advantage of that. Uh, well, I know Mike Carter's booking his plane trip right well, now to Hot Springs. Well, hold on, now, now I've got to look it up because you know I, I got to see what's going on here. That's uh, yeah, they're introducing <laughs> a show bet bonus 
in 2017. And what they're doing is, uh, they say this is kind of one of those things that they're trying to do for new betters. Show wagering remains very popular, and it makes up 12% of theirs, guys. How about that, 12%. So, well, uh, yeah, we, we certainly cannot say the same down here. Well, it, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it says that they'll be able to follow the show bet bonus throughout the race day on a special display. So it looks like uh, they're going to have it uh, throughout the day. Um, it's going to go up. It's going to go down. I, I'm not exactly sure how it's going to do it just yet. That may be something our man Vic Stauffer brought with him. Yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to hearing Vic back in the mic. That should be great. No, that's for sure. Listen, man, I I was going through YouTube yesterday and found a couple of his old race calls and was thinking, you know what? I can't wait to to hear them as they come down to the finish and hear a yes at the wire. Yes, he is uh, is great. A couple of his uh, calls, I enjoy the uh, earthquake call, of course, but uh, I really thought he did a great job. Uh, sending at Hollywood Park, that final race call there, that, uh, that would not be an easy uh, assignment. You know, if you knew you were on the mic for the last time at such a historic place, and uh, I thought he did a, a tremendous job. Yeah, yeah there's did. not many race calls, guys, I think, that uh, give you shivers like that one. That was uh, unbelievable. That's one of those ones that you could just play over and over and watch over and over. Well, that you know, the the best part about that, I think, was the fact that it was a, such a tight photo. And I don't think I think Vic might have planned it, but I don't think he ever expected it to be <laughs> exactly what uh, exactly the way it came out. He said a camera close up. I mean, that you know, listen, we all come up with our own stuff, but man, oh man, you could have asked for a more picture perfect ending to a uh, race like that. Well, as you know, guys, when you uh, look at a race uh, and you think you uh, pretty much have it down, how the race is going to line up or go before the race. Uh, Typically, when you turn that mic on and they spring the gate, uh, anything but what you envision just seems to always happen. All right, Gabe. Well, listen, I know you got a, uh, I got, I know you got a meeting to get to. We're going to let you head off to that. We certainly appreciate it. We'll see you back next week, buddy. All right, thanks, guys. All right. Well, that was Gabe Pruitt, and uh, listen, man, we we have a lot of fun talking with him every week, Mike. Uh, it, it's just, you know, he always makes it interesting, and you know, we always like to joke around with each other. It's kind of the funner part of the uh, funner part of the show now that we don't have the uh, around the horn segment much more. No, yeah, and I'll tell you, Gabe's got a great sense of humor. He's a really, really good guy. Really cares about the sport of harness racing, and. And uh, now is the director of racing down there. And so obviously his responsibilities and uh, duties have amped up quite a bit. But uh, once again, uh, give and if you haven't uh, done so as far as uh, focusing your wagering attention on a particular racetrack, make sure you do it at Pompano Park because uh, Gabe and, and, you know, Brett before that and, and even John Yinger a little bit before that uh, really, really tried a lot or trying a lot of different things to uh, attract wagering dollars. And I have to say, Mike, that they're doing a pretty darn good job of uh, doing it. So hats off uh, to Gabe and company down there. Well, Mike, I guess uh, we're going to wrap things up when we come back. I do have a couple of things for you, a little bit of a surprise for you. So uh, don't go anywhere, Mike. Don't, Wait, don't hang up. Don't hang up. Don't hang up. So, uh, so stick around. It uh, it was a very special day yesterday, and we'll talk about that in, in just a moment on Post Time with Mike and Mike as we wrap things up, and it is presented by Bet America. Embroidery Unlimited is a premier provider of quality embroidery, screen printing, and promotional products. Our commitment to quality and pride in our work is second to none. We focus on quality and customer service. For all of your stable or business needs, Embroidery Unlimited is the number one provider in harness racing. Give Jim Winsky a call at 508-485-5522. That's 508-485-5522. Or visit them on the internet at EmbroideryUNL.com. That's EmbroideryUNL.com. Embroidery Unlimited. Friends of Maryland Standard Breads is an industry support group focused on promoting harness racing in Maryland. Friends of Maryland Standard Breads works hand-in-hand with charities involving children and horses, such as the Harness Horse Youth Foundation. Friends of Maryland Standard Breads is actively involved with organizations such as the Maryland Horse Council and the Maryland Horse Industry Board, working together to promote the horse industry in Maryland. Follow Friends of Maryland Standard Breads on Twitter and like them on Facebook. 
Get a huge boost to your bankroll for all of summer's best racing at Bet America. All new players can double their first deposit up to $300 with Bet America's 100% deposit bonus. That's the biggest sign up bonus in the industry. Sign up today and start playing the Bet America way. Back here on Post Time with Mike and Mike, we have some breaking news to report to you. Woodbine has canceled their live racing program for tonight uh, due to unsafe track conditions. Uh, Mike, unfortunately, the heavy rainstorms that have been coming through are uh, wreaking havoc on wreaking havoc on some racetracks today. Yeah, certainly. I know uh, Miami Valley uh, was uh, felt the brunt of that, too, and that was the last day of their driver's challenge where uh, a couple of the drivers uh, had actually uh, booked off their uh, drives. They somehow got the card in. It was uh, a good performance, obviously, by uh, Doug McNair, and he's one of the hottest drivers, I think, coming into 2017. If you're looking to make a couple of extra bucks and you're one of those guys or gals that likes to follow drivers and bet drivers, Doug McNair might be a good one to follow. Speaking of drivers, uh, Mike, a couple of milestones too. Ricky McCumber uh, was able to pick up his 3,000th driving win, so congratulations to uh, him, as well as somebody we've had on this show, uh, Mike, uh, a class act, and uh, one of uh, uh, great drivers. I have a chance to see her drive a lot at Harris, Philadelphia. Jackie Ingrassi was able to pick up her 1,000th driving win at Freehold, so on behalf of all of us here at Post Time with Mike and Mike, congratulations to Ricky, and congratulations to Jackie, and uh, Mike, let me cue this up here. Hold on one second. Oh, boy. Uh, here we go. For anybody in the audience who's got a birthday today, happy birthday to you. That's right. It was yesterday, but a very oh, happy birthday me. to our co-host, Mike Carter. Mike has turned uh, – the ripe old age of <clears throat> man, am I breaking up? No, twenty twenty nine, brother. Twenty nine. Twenty. Wow, you're not even thirty. Holy almost fuck. there. Listen, one more year in my twenties. That's right. Well, happy birthday to you, Mike. I hope you had a good one yesterday. I know you had to work yesterday, so yeah, uh, you know, but 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 you know what, listen. Like like Gabe and I talked about, when you have a job that you love, you don't work a day in your life. So you're at the track. And getting paid for it. What better way to celebrate a birthday than that, right? Exactly. That's the truth, man. So happy birthday to you. And I guess before we go, I should also uh, wish a happy birthday to my son, Benjamin, who is five today, Mike. Five years old already. You want to talk about where time's going? Don't ask me because I have no idea. Listen, the, the first, I remember the first time I saw Ben, you know, he, he was talking about that red computer. Uh, that you guys had for him and then when i came to see him the last time he carter 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 so you guys have been teaching him my name now jeez louise man do i call that much <laughs> well every time he every time well i've got a special ringtone for you that's how i know when to uh when to press the hang up button when it's uh when you're trying to call <laughs> and yes every time that ringtone does does uh ring through the household here he always does say there's mike carter mike carter's on the phone mike carter's on the phone so uh but anyway happy birthday to you happy birthday to benjamin we're about to uh, walk out the door and celebrate that birthday and listen we appreciate everybody joining us on this edition of uh, post time with mike and mike presented by bet america once again like us on twitter follow us on facebook there's certainly a good chance that we're going to have a very big announcement coming up in the next couple of days so you are not going to want to miss it mike i'm so looking forward to this i hope that we can uh cross the t's and uh and dot the i's on this thing because this is going to be huge huge news plus our remote schedule we're probably going to be releasing that in the, in the next couple of weeks so you're going to want to keep an eye out for that and uh let's see anything else mike no, I think that's pretty much it. I, you know, we got a lot of fun things coming up, but, uh, you know, listen, the next couple of weeks are going to be very busy on Post Time with Mike and Mike. Listen, we know in the open it said this show was going to be 90 minutes long. Unfortunately, uh, we're going to cut it a little bit short uh, this week uh, as we don't have a ton of information. But, Mike, real quick, as uh, the show closer is getting ready to play, uh, the pre de Amarique is coming up at the end of the month, so we'll make sure we cover that as well. Yeah, 90 minutes or thereabouts, that's uh, basically what we uh, what we kind of mean when we say 90 minutes. On behalf of Mike Carter, it's Mike Bozich. On behalf of all of us here at Post Time with Mike and Mike, we really appreciate you joining us. And uh, join us again next week for our post time. One of the right Afternoon, everybody.
Yeah. 